we're naturally drawn to it because we're supposed to sing. And I, I tell people, look, if you're in a bad mood, I don't care if you don't sing. Go somewhere where you feel safe and sing for five minutes. I don't care how bad it is. And when you walk out of that room, I promise you, you're going to be in a different mood. Hey, performer, welcome to the Creatively Performing Arts Podcast. Are you ready to get back to your creative passion for singing, acting, and dancing again? Hi, I'm Estelle, beginner voice coach, performer, and Christian creative, and I know how it feels to want to use your God-given gifts, but to stay stuck in fear. The solution is to just get started. So in this podcast, you'll find beginner singing and performing tips, inspiring interviews with artists, and help to push past your fear so you can finally start performing again. So pause your Broadway playlist and take a vocal rest because the show is starting and you're the star of it. Let's begin. Hi, welcome back to the show. It's Estelle. Happy Monday. How are you doing? Thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. As always, I'm excited to get into the episode. Today we have John Henney in the studio. Um, He is a fantastic, fantastic voice teacher and podcast host and I'm so excited for you to hear his story so we will get into that in a moment um yeah this is a very this has been a very busy season for me and by season I mean like the year so far and it's just gotten progressively busier I don't know how I don't know what is going on I just know I was um posting on my stories on creatively performing arts because by the way I'm trying to be more there um these days i'm really trying to i've like reassessed and i'm focusing and refocusing on my priorities and of course one of the biggest priorities is this podcast this business this community and building that so i'm going to be in the creatively performing arts instagram page more so um just because also i feel more like free to really express like what i'm doing as an artist and the behind the scenes and stuff there versus like my personal page where like I don't know I've had them for forever and like people just follow me there just because I've known them for forever you know and um, this community is something special and I really want to build it and even if that means starting small again and like not having spent as much time on that page and with that community um, because that means that we can build and we can grow together and that's what I want so I am there more now so anyway I was posting on my stories this weekend about how I had a busy Saturday and I'd had a busier week and I was like um, showing how I was gonna I was planning to record you know record this intro today on Sunday and um yeah because I'd gotten behind because usually I try to do these a little bit earlier um during the week like sometimes toward sometime towards the end of the week depending on my schedule but things have been really crazy um so balancing work my full-time my full-time day job with this business this podcast this community and like performing and like i'm literally in a show in a play in a shakespeare play i'm doing we're doing comedy of errors and it's a lot so i'm literally exhausted I am working on taking more time to rest and saying no to things that I don't need to be saying yes to so that I can say yes to the things that I really, really want to say yes to, like teaching voice lessons, which I get to do 
teach a lesson tomorrow, which I'm really excited about. And, you know, interviewing people that I'm excited to interview and talk to and just sharing more things with you guys and being more present in this podcast and in this space. So, yes. So I just want to use this as an opportunity to leave space for you, too, if you understand this feeling if you understand this feeling of overwhelm and not feeling like you have space to do what you want to do creatively i want to leave space for you to encourage you to also reprioritize and think about what really matters to me of course you know your loved ones your family your friends but also those gifts that you have those gifts that could be and are so important to who you are showing how you are showing up in this world how you're impacting others even how you might be living out your purpose right those gifts are important and using them and growing in them and not pushing them to the side or ignoring them one more day okay you gotta start and um come along with me to reprioritize what really matters so that you can say yes to those things and say no to the things that you know what in this season you're really focusing on your giftings and growing those and maybe there are certain things that you're going to say no to and maybe you are going to take those steps to reduce overwhelm along with me so (laughs) let's do this together if you have been experiencing overwhelm and not really been feeling like you had that time for you and that space for your craft for those gifts i understand and i am supporting you and i'm cheering you on we can do this working on putting together a group the group that is called the confident performer group the confident performer membership that meets online and supports each other along their growth as a singer as a performer by doing um, group sessions twice a month to get feedback so if you are struggling with like um, you struggle with tone you struggle with singing certain songs and you want feedback but you don't want to pay for like a bunch of one-on-one sessions this is a great option to access a voice coach beginner voice coach that is me as well as like other singers and people who are growing too you can get feedback you also get a free voice lesson in this group so it's the confident performer membership so if you go to creativelybyestelle.com slash confident you can read more about it and it's in the show notes and i'd love to see you there the new group is starting in may so let's get to it come on over i will let you know when we're doing like a little sale as we get closer to may but right around the corner so yeah i would love for you to be in it because one of the biggest things about it is that you will by the end of the month you will have performed you will have performed in front of of course virtually but also we're gonna hold each other accountable to do a performance in person somewhere whether it's going for an audition whether it's singing on an open mic night you will have that accountability and you will do the thing that you know you want to do that you know that you have this um just desire to use this gifting that you have to put it out there to grow it and to share it with people and you don't have to be alone in doing that so that's what this group is for so i would love for you to join and it's not just for people who think that they're singers no 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 it's for every single person every single one of us as you're going to hear in this interview with john every single one of us has the ability to sing and to create and to 
express ourselves creatively through song. And if you are ready to do that and you are ready to really, really grow and really just go out of, get out of your comfort zone and try something new and not let 2023 be like 2022 and just live creatively, then come on over and start building your confidence in your voice in the Confident Performer membership. I want to see you there. So I have to tell you about it. And I really, really, really hope to see you there. Okay, creativelybyestelle.com slash confident. Okay, let's get into this amazing episode that we have. This interview with John. John Henney is a voice teacher, leading vocal coach in the music industry. He has over 25 years of experience. He has taught students who have toured productions such as Les Mis, Godspell, Miss Saigon, Jersey Boys. They have starred roles in Hannah Montana, Desperate Housewives, Camp Rock, and Glee, some of my favorites there. He has several students who have also competed on American Idol, X Factor, and he's also himself a coach who is respected in the, he's spoken at renowned colleges, he's a master teacher for vocal coaches worldwide, and he's an author who has three Amazon bestsellers, and he's the podcast host of The Intelligent Vocalist which has over 500,000 downloads and is also an amazing podcast. So go and listen. You're going to love his story. He is going to inspire you to sing and sing and sing, which I just love. He is passionate about helping you realize that you have the ability to sing. You just have to get started. And we talk a lot about this. So without further ado, the amazing John Henney. All right. So I'm here with John Henney of the John Henney Voice Studio. Tell everyone what you do and we'll go from there. Yeah. So now since the pandemic and the aftermath of that, I am all online. I create um, courses for singers. I have um, myvoiceschool.com that has um, singing lessons on their video lessons and also a forum and and ways that, that people can get guidance. And then I also have started working with speakers, um, creating courses for them. And uh, I just love turning out content, you know, just just like we're doing right now. And just just talking to people and and helping educate them on the voice. I just I'm just absolutely fascinated with the human voice. I love that. And of course, you're a great teacher. I mean, it's you do it online. You have a podcast, which we'll get to in a little bit. But I love that. How did you? So you talked about just now how you are fascinated by the voice. I feel like that's maybe not something that you know you would know from a young age age of like just being like oh I think I'm fascinated by the voice you know so where did this all begin where did you how did you start um to get to where you are now for anyone listening who's like okay how do I get into singing how do I get into the voice you know where did you start what was your journey like yeah so my earliest musical memory that I have is watching my dad he he had a reel-to-reel um tape of the Beatles album, Help. And I just remember Paul McCartney's voice just completely transfixing me as a, as a young child going, what is that? And then there was um, lots of singing in my household. Um, my 
parents had emigrated from Scotland. So it was a very Scottish household and just constant music and people over singing. But when I would try and sing, my dad, who had a beautiful natural voice, would say, that's bloody terrible, as uh, Scottish. <laughs> They're not always known for holding back their opinion. That was a great accent. Oh, I grew up with that accent. So yeah, yeah. I, um, I started playing drums when I was about 11 years old and played drums professionally from my late teens um, through my 20s. And in my early 20s, I just gave up any thoughts of singing. It was very difficult for me. And looking back now, and I think um, your listeners should realize this, if it's hard for you to sing, it doesn't necessarily mean you don't have a good voice. You may very well have an extraordinary voice, but some of these bigger voices are harder to control. And it's thought that some of the great voices that have been given to us, that have been born into this world, we never hear sing because the person who has this instrument thinks, oh, I can't sing, I can't control this. So I had a bigger voice and... Um, I had a roommate who came home one day and said, hey, I started voice lessons with this guy and his teacher teaches Stevie Wonder. And I went, well, that's good enough for me. And so I went and started taking voice lessons and ended up moving from the drums to becoming a lead singer uh, within a couple of years. And then I started giving voice lessons to other singers and found, wow, I really enjoy this. And then I became fascinated with the science of how the voice is produced. And what I love about that is we still don't know exactly what's going on. And the science is still debated and the acoustics of it. And it's just so fascinating. And, and it's really kind of mind bending. And I love just taking these concepts and going, okay, Here's how I understand it and can use it because I'm not a scientist. How can I explain this to teachers and singers so that they can use this information in a, in a practical way? So that's also one of my passions. Wow, that's really beautiful. I didn't know all that, that entire background story to it all because a lot of the time for people who end up in careers in the arts or end up in careers and singing or teaching voice it's like oh yeah I grew up I was a singer I took voice lessons since I was like this old and so it's nice to hear I think it would be nice for a lot of people listening to hear that you had that journey of oh I didn't even I you literally said I gave up every thought of singing I did you were done with it yeah yeah didn't even it didn't even cross your mind and look at you now so it's just crazy what can happen because of that one friend who said, well, I'm doing this, that influenced you to think about, you know, taking this voice lesson. I'm curious though, like, did you have those feelings of doubt, like that, that running, you know, monologue in the back of your mind of like, oh, well, like my dad said that my voice was like this, or I've never, I, I gave up on this a long time ago. Why do I think that I could do this? You know? I actually approached it as, I've got nothing to lose here because I was involved in music playing the drums and I really had a very low bar for myself. I thought if I could just get my voice to where I could cover a couple of songs, um, maybe sing some backup vocals, it would help me get more gigs. And so 
In my first attempts, I can remember the very first time we were at a gig and, and the song was I Only Have Eyes For You. And I said, hey, I'd like to sing this. And the band leader looked at me and went, okay. And the first note out of my mouth was terrible. I was so nervous. And I, in my peripheral vision, I saw the guitar and bass player look at each other and start laughing. And I was like, I just want the earth to swallow me right now. I, this is horrible. But I'm, I, I kind of have that attitude where if, if I get knocked out, it's like, I'm just going to try it again. It's uh, because if you want to sing, you can sing. And I always tell people, look, not everybody can become uh, an, a, a world champion bodybuilder. There is a very certain body type that's going to be able to accomplish that elite level. But all of us can get in better shape. And no matter where you are, even if your voice is older, your voice can be rejuvenated. Are you going to sound like a 25-year-old? No, but you're going to sound like the best version of yourself at your age. And there's beauty and power in that. And so I really encourage people, this is, this is not something that should be withheld from you. You know, it was way long ago before we decided there were professional singers and we put them on a pedestal, we all sang. Singing was, was part of our communication. And it's, it just saddens me now that, that we think that singing is just reserved for certain people and it's, it's not for me. Yeah, I, I love that and I agree. I feel that way because I think of like with dance, for instance, I love dancing. I love taking dance class. And I think that people, maybe because of Zumba and the rise of Zumba so many years ago, but you know, still relatively recently in the grand scheme of history, right, and culture, I think because of that, that's helped people realize that, oh, I can dance, I can move my body, I can I can, you know, be, you know, take care of my body physically in a way that is fun and involves movement and music. And so because of that, I think that dance has become more, a little bit more accessible, not always, you know, financially or in other ways, but aside from that, dance has become like a little bit more accessible of like, oh, anyone can take a dance class, anyone can start dancing. But I do feel like it hasn't gotten to that level quite yet with singing. And I hope it does. And like, I feel like you definitely hope it does. And you're pushing for that too. Where like anyone, people are just like, oh, I'd like to just take a singing class or a voice lesson. Like, I'd love to just take a singing course just for fun to, you know, as a, as a beautiful outlet, as a fun thing to do or something that you're very wanting to be very intentional about. And I think we all have that desire to do something like that. We all have the desire to be creative, to create in some way. And we all have the desire to do something, you know, outside of family and friends and work and for things in the community that you just enjoy doing for yourself, even if it's not for a career, right? That you just really enjoy. And singing can be that thing for so many people, but because it's not, like you said, we, we put people on a pedestal who can sing, quote unquote, really well, or who can sing, who are like singers, quote unquote. And we say that those are the real singers and like, there's no point in us even trying. 
Um, and so I just, I hope that we can move towards that kind of the way that I, I feel like dance has become something that feels more accessible to people and like take a dance class and, you know, um, and so I really do hope that becomes more like that because you're right, it's historically, it has always been a way that people communicate and storytell and gather together. And it's not always been, it's not always about who's the best singer, quote unquote. Even though it's great to want to achieve the, those levels if that's what you want. And it's great to want to aspire to grow. Like I aspire to grow and to achieve, you know, um, more as a singer, but you know, everyone, everyone can participate in singing is the point. So yeah, I love that you have that, that passion for that. Great singers are a gift to all of us, right? Whether it's, yeah. Stevie Wonder, uh, Luciano Pavarotti, Beyonce, these, these voices are, are a blessing and very, very few of us mortals can reach those levels. But that doesn't preclude us from singing. People didn't stop playing golf because of Tiger Woods, right? It actually made the sport more popular. But, but in music and especially singing, people have this feeling of, oh, if I can't be at a certain level, I can't do it. And Listen, you have a drive to sing. Almost all of us do. Why? Because it is a very primal means of communication. They don't know what came first, speech or music or singing. But they do suspect that music and the way we react, we react to music comes out of speech. Why is minor sad to us and, and major happy? It's because when we're feeling sad, we will use certain inflections, right? And certain tones in our voice. But when we're happy, that will change. And so music is actually taking its emotional cues from speech. And so it's, and we're naturally drawn to it because we're supposed to sing. And I'll, I, I tell people, look, if you're in a bad mood, I don't care if you don't sing, go somewhere where you feel safe and sing for five minutes. I don't care how bad it is. And when you walk out of that room, I promise you, you're gonna be in a different mood. Yeah, it's incredible. And like you talking, the way that you're explaining it is so easy to understand and digest. Like I, I hadn't thought about it with the minor and major chords. You know, um, of course we know that they are, we, we relate them to different emotions, but, um, the way that you said it and explained it is so cool. I love this conversation. So that's, that's really great. I think for people who are listening, who are like, wow, that's, that's amazing. I, okay. Like singing is for everyone. Anyone can sing, you know, are there barriers, like, are there barriers to entry when it comes to like, okay. I, I know that a lot of times it's from what I've read and the research is like, um, you're more likely to be able to, you know, stay on pitch or for instance, or sing more, you know, learn, learn, learn to sing. If you grew up with music, for instance, of course there are genetics, but then your environment, did you grow up around a lot of music? Like you talked about growing around, growing up around a lot of music and things like that. But for people who are like, I didn't really grow up around anyone who was singing. I don't really know, like, if this is even possible for me. And they're coming up with excuses after excuses, you know, what are those barriers that we kind of, that you often hear and those excuses that you often hear? And then how would you challenge them, you know? Yeah. So there are some barriers. Um, there can be 
as we get older, there can be weakness in the vocal folds, in the vocal tract, but that can be strengthened. There can be, um, and as you said, some of it's genetic and, and some of it is also environmental. Um, our ability to really hear and reproduce pitch and people who have problems matching pitch, that can be helped as well. Uh, singing is, is really different uh, than playing any other instrument because uh, if I grab a guitar, play the piano, it's very tactile. I'm pressing a button, I'm plucking a string. This, I have to think pitch. And then these little muscles that we don't have conscious awareness of have to make these micro adjustments in order to have that pitch come out. And that connection from the mind to the voice needs to be developed more in some people than others. But if you make a very concerted effort, that can be improved. I think some of the, the barriers are self-imposed. We expect too much out of ourselves. Nobody comes to the guitar and feels shame because they don't know how to play an E chord. But somebody goes to sing and it doesn't sound good and there is some sense of inner shame. And that's something that we have to realize is silly. There's, there's no need to be ashamed. This is, this is a skill. This is a skill that can be built. And if you, have that, if you have that passion, if something is really driving you to sing, unless there's some severe damage to the voice, you'll figure it out. And I, I'll, I'll share a, a personal story. Um, in recent years, I started having vocal trouble. And... I didn't know what was going on with my voice. I was trying to, I was going to sing pitches that I used to be able to sing. And my, my voice was starting to grab and have tension and sputter. And what I came to find out is I actually have developed a vocal tremor, an essential vocal tremor, which they don't know why it happens. It's not tied into Parkinson's, but the, the nerves to my voice will misfire. And so what I've had to do is work incredibly hard with a voice teacher who's also a speech language pathologist to strengthen other parts of my voice, the, the apparatus of my voice to anchor so that my vocal cords have more stability. So this is something, look, we all will face challenges with our voice. If you sing long enough, you're going to face challenges. But and, unless there's some serious, serious event or illness you or damage you can sing i love that thank you for giving that personal story that's very you know that's very kind of you and generous because i mean i know i can and i can say for a fact like it doesn't matter i don't think it matters how long you've been singing maybe we can ask beyonce i don't know but I feel like you will always have moments or days when your voice is just not where you think it quote unquote should be, right? We should on ourselves, we say that, oh, I should be like this. I should be at this level at this point. And, um, and then I think that when we, when you're talking about someone who's just starting or starting again, and the, one of the barriers being that we expect too much of ourselves, I just want people to know that like, even the person who's been singing for a while still has those like doubts or those thoughts of like, oh, I should, you know, I should have sung like this or I should have done this 
this differently when I got to this part of the song or whatever. And like, I think this all the time. I sing every week in uh, church. I, I'm like uh, one of the uh, worship leaders in church. And so I'm always finding myself like, why did I do that? I didn't do that at all in practice. I did not do that in the rehearsal. What am I, what am I doing? And you just get in the moment sometimes and but that's where your training kicks in, where you're able to, you know, kind of fix what you, maybe the mistake that you made, you're able to keep going with it, going along with it, because you've had that practice. And so I want you to know, like, or people to know that even, even if you're having those feelings of, oh, I, I shouldn't be sounding like this or whatever, know that you're not alone. Like, everyone feels that from time to time, but that's why practice comes in. And, and like you said, like, strengthening, developing that, um, connection between your mind and your vocal cords connect uh, strengthening that over time I say a lot singing is muscle memory I don't know if that translates properly but the way that I it's because like you're using your muscles to sing it, you know you have your vocal cords your vocal folds but then you also have other muscles that you're using to sing and the more you do it just like with anything else the more you do it the more your body gets used to it the more your mind gets used to it and um, so we should just take you know, take ourselves off the hook for a little bit, just a second, just to let us, let ourselves know that it's okay. Everyone deals with this. Everyone goes through this and it's not the barrier that we think it is, that you're not perfect from the, from the jump because no one is, and no one feels perfect all the time. Um, so I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's great. Yeah. And I also think that I would love to get into your podcast because I like the way that you, I like that you call it the intelligent vocalist. I think the way that you're explaining things and the connection that you're making to the actual physiology of the voice, as well as like the creativity of singing and everything. I, I think that's a great connection that you make that a lot of people don't really think of. Like we don't really think of that when we're listening to one of our favorite songs or when we're starting to sing our favorite songs, we don't think about our voice and like what it actually, how it actually works physiologically and all of that. What was your goal with the Intelligent Vocalist and like, what do you want people to know about the show and why they should listen to it? Yeah, so with the show, I try and keep a balance of the science and how the voice works, but also kind of getting into the mindset and even just the just the pure act of making sound and that that beautiful mystery that we're able to do this i mean we're taking we're taking these two pieces of soft tissue whose biological function is to keep food and drink out of your lungs and we're able to do almost miraculous things with it so it, it it just really is. It's kind of my celebration of the voice and my thoughts on the voice. I also uh, have guests on the podcast um, on a pretty regular basis. And it, there are people, I think I'm at episode 320 something. Yeah, you have and a lot of episodes. I do. <laughs> and, and I hear from it's people great. who listen to everyone and then go back to the beginning. And I'm like, I, I could never do that. I, mean, I that's... have so much to catch up on. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of listening. But what what to me is so fantastic is that we're always, always learning. And, and even now, just the acoustics of the voice, there are 
there are two models that are kind of in competition for each other and there's there's a debate going on and it's really kind of thrilling but uh yeah i just love keeping up on that stuff and talking to people but i don't want people to think that reading a science book or reading an anatomy book is going to teach you to sing because at the end of the day singing really is it's it's emotion. It's a very, it's a very human. It's a very natural act, and so I like people to learn about their voice so that when they feel an imbalance, they can answer three questions: What's happening? Why is it happening? How can I fix it? And so you can get in there and you can make those adjustments and have understanding, but then that enables you to go back to just expressing and and being on that that higher level. And I talk about uh, in a recent podcast, but I've thought about this a lot, the small singer versus the big singer. And the small singer is where we often get caught up. We get caught up into, oh, I don't like the way my voice sounds. I don't know if that voice, that note was exactly right. Uh Oh, here comes this high note. I'm worried about that. And when you're in the small singer in a song, you're not connecting with the audience because The whole goal of singing is communication. So to me, the larger singer is where the self dissolves and you're just, you're in the music, you're in the emotion, you're in the expression, you're in the connection with the audience. And that's a beautiful place. We can't be there all the time. And sometimes we need to jump down to the small singer to kind of fix our, okay, here comes this note. I got to be in the small singer for a moment. Okay, now I go back to the big singer. And now I just am consciousness, vibrating voice, and and human connection and communication. I love that. That's a great way to put it. I loved what you said about wanting to just connect, right? Through music, through singing, through performance. It's there's a sense of freedom and connection that we all want that we can experience that when we're singing in that big singer, right? And we're not so focused on the nitty gritty, even though that stuff is also important. And like you said, we have to think about that at times. But I love that that sense of freedom that comes with that creative expression, just being in the moment and enjoying the music. I always talk about the joy of just like singing and the creativity that you can feel in telling a story in a performance and crafting a performance through song. And um, so, but for the person who's listening and thinking, okay, I hear you, John. I I hear you. Anyone can sing. I can sing. I get it. I want to connect with people through song. I want to do this. Where do I start? Do I start with a voice lesson? Do I start, you know, maybe they want to be in a band just like you were. And they're like, okay, <laughs> where do I begin? You know, I think sometimes it's those first steps. It's what I love to focus on with the show. It's those first steps of like getting over that hump and you talk a lot about mindset which is really the biggest thing overall it's like is your mindset in the right place um are you willing to take that that first step in spite of whatever doubts you have but what are some of those first things that singers can do and then we'll get into like your courses and stuff i think one of the mistakes that we make when we when we ask okay where do i begin as singers we tend to want to begin too high Um, Again, if we go back to the guitar, 
I think we realize I need to learn how to play a C chord and then a G chord and then move back and forth. Yeah, I need to even know like what this is on the fretboard. I'm not going to start off trying to play like Eddie Van Halen or Jimi Hendrix. But singing, it's like, ooh, I like that song. I want to sing that. And it's like, sometimes we just got to calm down. Just start getting in touch with what it feels like to make vibrations with your voice, even just humming and really connect with your body because you know as an experienced singer, so much of this is just driven by sensation. That's kind of our, our steering wheel. We're listening, but we're also feeling and start making a deeper connection with your voice. Start listening to singers on a deeper level. Listen to what they do. Listen to the different tones. Listen to how they approach vowels and how they'll pronounce words differently if they're singing higher or they're singing lower. And then start, don't jump around all over YouTube. Don't get addicted to quick fixes. You know, YouTube is, YouTube is great. There's a, you could learn a lot. I would dare say you could kind of learn to sing just from YouTube. But the problem is YouTube wants to feed very short attention spans. And so what, what's hot now? YouTube shorts, right? 60 seconds or less. So, hey, here's a 60 second singing tip. But what are you gonna do with that? It, it, yeah, you may try a few things. And look, I even do them. I, I put that stuff out there. But take your time, start just with a few concepts and really start to feel them. Don't worry about belting out strong high notes. Get in touch with your voice. And at some point, if it feels right to you, I really suggest a teacher that you connect with. Find yourself a good teacher for you. And that's going to be a big shortcut for you. You still ultimately need to teach yourself to sing because you have to do the work. But the teacher will be a guide through this maze, and especially now, just the blur and fire hose of information. It it kind of makes me thankful I learned to sing in the pre-internet information fire hose days because I was able to just focus on on a single path. Beautiful. This is like a masterclass in singing. I feel like I'm learning so much. Um, so do you have a course or um, one of your favorite methods of teaching that you feel like could really speak to the beginner singer or anyone who's wanting to start? And like, what do you do in the course, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, so the first thing, a lot of people will go find my book, Beginning Singing, uh, that's on Amazon. If you go to my website, johnhenny.com, and I literally just did this before I got on with you, but I, I put a button right at the top of my page. You can get a digital copy of the book for free. So you can, you can download that the book. That is a gem. Yeah. It'll all be in the show notes because that's a beautiful. Oh, cool. Well. Yeah. Yeah. And that can, it gives you some exercises. It gives you some working knowledge on, on the voice. I, I will say if you read that book, and it's not a long book. It's about 100 pages. I'm, it was a hard book to write because I didn't want it to be long and I wanted it to be really concise. So I kind of labored over every sentence. But, but that book will give you really good working knowledge of the voice and get you started. 
if it's something that you want to take further, I have a hybrid between uh, course study, self-study, and then studying uh, privately. And that's, I, it's voiceschool.com. And what that is, is it's, there's self-study lessons, there's a library, but there's also a forum where you have access to me and my, my voice experts. You can upload your singing for uh, critique, not critique, but just, you know, to let you know, hey, this is working. You could also work on this. And any time that someone feels stuck, they actually get one-on-one uh, -on -one check ins uh, like a one-on-one -on -one Zoom call with one of my voice experts at no extra cost so they can just make sure, ask questions. What should I work on next? Am I doing this right? And we don't limit how many of those people can have. Uh, so I, I and, and everybody, no one abuses that system. You know, no one's like trying to book them every day, right? So we're able to, to do this and it, and it works. So I'm very, very excited about that. That's beautiful. It's very generous of you. I think... Um... We, I, I tend to call it kind critiquing what you're talking about, like giving back, giving feedback, right? Kind critiquing. Yeah, that's really great. I love that. I think a lot of people could benefit from that. And I'm going to make sure I put all of that in the show notes in a second. As we wrap up, just one of my, my favorite questions to ask, which is my last question that I always ask my guests is, so for the person listening, who's like, okay, I love this. I'm inspired by John. I feel like I know so much more about the voice having listened to this and I want to start singing again and I'm really ready to go. I'm ready to listen to singers more and really understand why they're singing, what they're singing and all these things. So, but if they're still feeling some level of doubt or uncertainty about starting, you know, just speak to that person just with one word of advice, one thing that you would say to them about starting again and about taking that step of courage and step of faith to say, you know what, I can, I can sing, I can do this. I can, I can try this. I can be curious about this. Like, what would you say to that person who's listening? Listen to your inner voice. It's telling you to sing. And, you know, I get a little emotional about this because I want this for people. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And even if it's imperfect, it's beautiful. So listen to that voice that's telling you to sing. Don't deny yourself. Yeah, there's so much beauty on the other side. Like what you said about singing is so emotional. Sometimes we just think about the like, you know, singing this note in this way, technical aspect of it, but it's so personal. And like you said, if, if someone's having a bad day, just put them in a room for and sing a song for how many minutes? Like five minutes and then five minutes. Five minutes, right? And their mood will completely change. We've all had that experience where you're having a bad day and you put on that one song and you like can kind of release that emotion through that song. And then you just like it's just like day and night how how differently you feel. And that's the beauty that we have like in our body, like. I believe like God has put this in our body for us. Like we have this, we have access to it all the time and we just don't make use of it sometimes. And we should. And I love that you're so passionate about it. Like everyone should make use of it and listen to that inner voice. Look at religions around the world. They all 
utilize, whether it's singing praise and worship or chanting, there is something magical about sustained vibration in the body that we don't know what it is. We don't know really, we, I mean, we don't know exactly how it works, number one, how the voice, how this little tiny instrument with this little tiny tube can make all this sound and just the huge range, it's, it's wild. But there is something magical about just experiencing and luxuriating within the vibrations of the body and then sending those vibrations out to others. And so, yeah, you just, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen, and human beings everywhere listening. John Hetty said you have to do it, so we have to do it. So everyone go start singing. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here and for sharing. I really appreciate it. You've been very kind and you're a very, very good teacher. Like I'll tell everyone the first time that we met before this, um, John gave me, well, you gave me, I'm looking at you, so I'll talk to you. <laughs> you gave me like a mini voice lesson and I wasn't expecting it. You were just asking me how my voice was doing and we were talking and you gave me, you really helped me ground myself in my voice. And so that was so helpful. Um, and you're just a very good teacher. You're so good at breaking things down in a way that anyone can understand and relate to and take action on, which I really appreciate that. So I hope everyone listening will do that. Um, but just tell everyone where we can find you online, where we can find your podcast. And you already told us the website, but we'll put that in the show notes, but anywhere else that you want people to connect with you. Yeah, there's uh, johnhenny.com. You can find the podcast there. Um, I am John Henny Vocals. I believe, oh, I should know my YouTube name. If you look up John Henny on YouTube, you'll find me. And um, I've done a lot of uh, reactions where I break down what singers are doing. And you might find that interesting to just be able to listen with maybe deeper ears uh, to singers. So I enjoy doing that. And uh, yeah, it's the podcast is The Intelligent Vocalist. You can find it on uh, all the subscription, uh, Apple, Stitcher, all of those. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I'll make sure everything is in the show notes so everyone can find you and connect with you. I really appreciate you doing this and taking the time. So you're amazing. I, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I so enjoyed speaking with you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Creatively Performing Arts Podcast. I hope you feel encouraged, inspired, and truly impacted by today's episode. And if you can think of one person who would love this show, please share this episode with a friend. And if you wouldn't mind going to Apple Podcasts and leaving a review and rating, it will take 30 seconds and it would truly immensely help this show grow and reach more people who need to use their creative gifts as well. And finally, go to the Performing Arts community on Facebook and join this online free community for you to interact with and connect with other artists. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you so much and I'll talk to you later.